Today is Monday, January 4th. This is TDAD Talk. I'm Cameron Wayne. Happening today, Trinidad Mayor Phil Rico issues a press release on the work being done by community leaders to save Trinidad's economy. And in the state, six state parks have raised their fees by $1 due to a high number of visitors. In the world, Girl Scout cookies turn out to be less innocent than even the Girl Scouts selling them thought. Stick around to see why. Today's podcast is brought to you with support from Phil Long Toyota in Trinidad, featuring their year-end clear-out sales to get you in a new or previously owned vehicle that fits your budget. Head down today and let Lisa Camarillo or one of their many friendly sales reps help get you some new wheels for the new year. All right, let's check on the weather. Mostly sunny skies today in Trinidad with highs in the lower 50s. Tonight will drop down to lows in the mid-20s. For Tuesday, sunny skies come back again with highs in the lower 50s. Now, here's the news. On Wednesday, December 30th, Trinidad Mayor Phil Rico released a letter informing the public on what he, along with other community leaders in Los Animas County and the Los Animas and Huerfano County's Health Department, were doing to help, if not all out save, the local economy. With some businesses already closed for good and others on the verge, community leaders are pushing to implement the state's five-star program, which would allow businesses in an area labeled as red on the state-style system to operate in accordance with orange-level restrictions, allowing more individuals in their business while ensuring a more strict line of defense against spread. Two items come to the front of importance to make this happen. First of all, the county would have to see 14 consecutive days of declining positive COVID-19 case numbers. And second, a team would need to be assembled to ensure inspections and enforcement could be carried out. While the first is up to the citizens to follow protocols, the second is currently in the process of being completed by community leaders intent on doing what they can to save local businesses. The full letter from Mayor Rico can be found in today's issue of the Chronicle News. Happening in the state, beginning on Friday, visitors to six Colorado State Parks will have to pay $1 more for a daily vehicle pass, the Denver Channel reported yesterday. This increase in fees, which Colorado Parks and Wildlife is calling a high-use fee, applies to Lake Pueblo State Park, Golden Gate Canyon State Park, Staunton State Park, Castlewood Canyon State Park, Roxborough State Park, and Highline State Park. This $1 increase was needed to mitigate extra expenses and resource strains after the parks welcomed a high level of visitors, CPW explained. The six parks all saw a huge increase in visitation numbers, they explained. Many of the state parks are in need of maintenance funds after a year of record park visitation, record drownings, and increased protocols for COVID-19. While the efforts from volunteers have helped, increased financial support is needed, CPW said. The additional revenue will help with trash collection, increased resource damage, additional temporary staffing, additional wear and tear on facilities, and other expenses not offset by normal vehicle pass fees. Four other state parks already have high-use fees. That's Cherry Creek State Park, Chatfield State Park, Boyd Lake State Park, and El Dorado Canyon State Park. To alleviate traffic at El Dorado Canyon State Park, which typically hits capacity every day during the summer, CPW began working with Boulder to offer a shuttle service during those busy months. It may do something similar with other parks to help with congestion. To purchase a Colorado State Park pass, visit cpwshop.com. You can also purchase an annual pass of $80 to state parks. 
happening in the world, Olivia Chafin, a Girl Scout in rural Tennessee, was a top cookie seller in her troop when she first heard rainforests were being destroyed to make way for ever-expanding palm oil plantations. On one of those plantations, a continent away, 10-year-old Ima helped harvest the fruit that makes its way into a dizzying array of products sold by leading Western food and cosmetics brands. Ima is among the estimated tens of thousands of children often working alongside their parents in Indonesia and Malaysia, which supply 85% of the world's most consumed vegetable oil, CBS News reported on recently. An Associated Press investigation found most earn little or no pay and are routinely exposed to toxic chemicals and other hazardous conditions. Some never go to school or learn to read and write. Others are smuggled across borders and left vulnerable to trafficking or sexual abuse. Olivia, who earned a badge for selling more than 600 boxes of cookies, had spotted palm oil as an ingredient on the back of one of her packages, but was relieved to see a green tree logo next to the words, Certified Sustainable. She assumed that meant her Thin Mints and Tagalongs weren't harming rainforests, orangutans, or those harvesting the orange-red palm fruit. But later, the whip-smart 11-year-old saw the word mixed on the label and quickly learned it meant exactly what she feared. Sustainable palm oil had been blended with oil from unsustainable sources. To her, that meant the cookies she was peddling were tainted. Child labor has long been a dark stain on the $65 billion global palm oil industry identified as a problem by rights groups, the United Nations, and the U.S. government. With little or no access to daycare, some young children in both countries follow their parents to the fields. In some cases, an entire family may earn less in a day than a $5 box of Girl Scout do dos The Girl Scouts did not respond to questions from AP directing reporters to the two bakers that made the cookies, Little Brownie Bakers in Kentucky and ABC Bakers in Virginia. Those companies and their parent corporations, Ferrero and Weston Foods respectively, also did not comment on the findings, but both said they were committed to sourcing only certified sustainable palm oil. Hmm. Now 14, Olivia, who lives in Jonesboro, Tennessee, has started a petition to get palm oil removed from Girl Scout cookies, and she stopped selling them. Happening this week, Mount Carmel still has plenty of online events happening throughout the week. To see their schedule or sign up to join, visit their website, mountcarmelcenter.org. That's mtcarmelcenter.org. Additionally, if you know of any upcoming events you think should be included in our podcast, give us a shout out on our TDAD Radio Facebook page or give us a call at 719-846-3311. For a deeper look into what's happening in Trinidad and beyond, visit the Chronicle News website, thechronicle-news.com, and don't forget to support your local journalism with an online subscription. Another shout out to our sponsor for the day, Phil Long Toyota in Trinidad, who helped me get the car I still love and can help you find the right one too. Give them a call at 719-355-7100. That'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. This has been Cameron Wayne. Have a great day. This is Chronicle News Media.